Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. This is episode 22 of the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. In today's show, we're going to be discussing children's health and nutrition, which is something I am very passionate about. Joining me on the show today is Jenna and Yasmin from the Yoga and Juice Network. The idea for the network was born during a long car, car journey where the founders and nutritionists Yasmin and Jenna were fed up of listening to the responsibility of the current state of children's health being passed between parents, schools, industry and government. And as a result, they decided to take on some of the responsibility themselves by creating the Yoga and Juice Network and providing credible nutritional education firsthand to children's parents and teachers. Hi ladies, thanks very much for joining me on today's show. Thank you for having us. Hi Darren, thanks. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's a it's a topic which as I said off air I'm I'm very uh, passionate about and I think it's fantastic that you ladies have created the network that you have to to give, you know, parents and, and children a, a resource really to go and and find out a little bit more about this because I think it's an area which is massively massively overlooked Mm. and um you know we we all talk about health and nutrition but you know the little people in our lives are are as important and we all want them to do well at schools yet it's it's amazing how that's not the focus even in the school system so for people that don't necessarily know anything about you can we get some background on, on you ladies of course so um we are two nutritionists um we met at university and then we went our separate ways and we came back together to form the Yoga and Juice Network. And really at the network, we aim to actively inspire and empower children and young people in the UK to make healthier dietary and lifestyle choices. But what we're really passionate about is that with that, we really think that you have to implement um, nutrition education to the parents as well. So it really does trickle through. And like you were saying off air as well, how your journey in itself has really had an effect on your children. Sometimes the parents don't realise what an effect they can have and how much their behaviours are affecting their children. So really it's just about that positive reinforcement and showing parents and um, kids that it doesn't have to be hard work, it doesn't have to be boring. I think often healthy eating is associated with, you know, boring and plain and tasteless, but it's really not about that for us at all. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Sorry, go on. And I was just going to add to that, that um, also the the children of today, okay, yeah, we want them to do well at school and we want them to be as healthy as possible, but they're actually our next generation and their children will be the next generation. So it's also about, you know, implanting these healthy messages from as young as possible so they really get the best chance at being a healthy nation going forward, you know, even when we're all not here, just really having a knock-on effect on everyone else's life that's to come as well yeah I think I think that's that's really important because you know we we send them off to school every day and we want them to do well and everything else and yet I'm amazed at the fact that this this for me it's quite profound in a sense that you know if you don't it's like a car if you don't fuel your body correctly the, the, uh, like a car you don't fuel a car correctly then it's not necessarily going to perform in the way you want it yeah all these little people that we send to school every day um you know with in in some cases we're not fueling them correctly so how can we expect them to to operate and learn in the way that in which we want them to um so yeah i, th- I yeah i completely agree so in terms of um you know how you've created the network can you give us a bit of background about what obviously you said the network is there for education advice and information but give us some kind of context around the network and actually what it does on a day-to-day basis okay yeah of course so um as jenna said we are both nutritionists so we started our journey into nutrition i guess really together um and then we've done kind of separate postgraduate qualifications and really We're both really passionate about 
educating children and working we both work with adults in our kind of private practices but we actually love working with children and it's never it's there's never a dull moment really when you're in a school when you're working with kids just because they're just so entertaining and they just the things that they come up with sometimes really surprise us in a good way and a lot of their a lot of them have amazing knowledges um around nutrition so what we primarily do at the yogurt and juice network is um go into schools or nurseries, colleges, universities. So we cover the whole childhood age range um, and we deliver, you know, exciting and fun workshops. So that's in-person delivery within the schools. Um, We sometimes offer assemblies and parent workshops, but the majority we would say is kind of workshops within the classroom. So we will educate the children normally using our PowerPoint slides. And then we, nine times out of 10, will always do a recipe demo. So as much as we think it's important that children, you know, understand, we might all know that we should be recommended to eat five a day of our fruits and vegetables, but actually why, what does that look like? How can they get that in? So we think that that's really important. Um, And the, the demo is just really to show them how easy things are and how, how you know it doesn't like Jenna said it doesn't need to be boring it doesn't need to be hard um and they're always really shocked you know when we take in some of our equipment and do the recipes they're really surprised at how easy it is and then how nice it tastes so that's kind of our our in-school delivery and then Jenna do you want to talk through yeah and and just in addition to that I think we're very we're really aware of not making it another lesson for them. So it is very much about engaging them, activities, games, making it really interactive. Um, We bring a whole load of different equipment. We bring, um, if we're working with very young children, then we bring in a range of cuddly toys that are in the shape of vegetables. And, you know, that goes down really well with them. And one of the things that we also hear back a lot is from the teachers. And actually, we went into a school last week and since we did our recipe demonstration there, the teacher has come back to us and told us that she's made our recipe for breakfast every day. And before that, she wouldn't touch overnight oats. So, you know, we're also really trying to work with the teachers as well, because we think that when you're when you're educating children and particularly when it comes to their food and their dietary habits, you really have to take a 360 approach and get everyone else on board um, in their lives as well. That's really important, too. Yeah, I agree. I think um, one of the biggest things that I found with with our own children really is that they lead by example as well. So like you say, it's not necessarily just going in there and making it another lesson. It's making it fun and interactive and children respond much more when they're involved. And also what you said around um, giving them the reasons why, Mm -hmm. not you just should, because this is good for you. Kids, we don't give them enough credit because they're very, very clever little people. And if you can explain to them the reasons why you're having a certain thing or you're doing a certain thing, they're much, much more on board with it. Um, and they and they actually, they're like little sponges. They just take this stuff in um, automatically um, and, and, you know, without you even realising it. So, yeah, I think that's that, that sounds like an amazing um amazing kind of lesson to go into schools with and, and the other point you make around teachers as well you know we assume and there's a lot of pressure I think put on teachers you know they've got all these various different topics they need to teach and we assume because they're teachers that they know all of this stuff and actually they don't they also need the help as well absolutely that is so true and that's why also at the moment we're um in the process of moving the network or adding another element to the network which is very much online so we'll be able to work with more teachers um, online and also more parents and more kids to make it again much more interactive much more enjoyable so that's definitely something to stay tuned for and watch out that's coming from the network as well it's really really exciting time yeah that that sounds really good that sounds amazing so when we're looking at a healthy balanced diet uh, and we're obviously talking about children but I think in general what in your opinion what do you class as a healthy balanced diet So I think, Darren, that is an absolutely great question because we hear this term healthy balanced diet the whole time. And actually, what does it really mean? Well, I think firstly, not having a restrictive diet um, for children is well for adults as well, particularly for children. It's really, really important because I think especially nowadays with the rise of veganism and plant based diets, you know, children should really have 
their own decision um, and be able to make their own choices around what they choose to eat. And when you start restricting their food intake, they are going to be at greater risk of nutrient deficiencies. So really, firstly, not cutting out food groups for children is essential. Um, Eating food that they enjoy and having fun with it is really important because you know, people, children will set their um, opinions and their views towards food from a very, very young age. So if you make it enjoyable, fun, entertaining for them, they're much more likely to have a healthier relationship with food later on. Um, we do try and encourage fresh meals where, where possible. You know, we understand that everyone is so busy and sometimes it's just yeah. not possible. But on the whole, if you can cook with the kids and get them involved to make healthy, fresh meals, um, And that will incorporate a source of protein, complex carbohydrates, healthy fats and lots of vegetables. We're all about trying to incorporate as many vegetables as possible with different colours because they all have different benefits for the children. And teaching them that as well. It's not like you said earlier, you know, it's not just about eat your broccoli because it's good for you, which I think was very much the message that I was told when I was growing up. Um, And actually nowadays it's, you know, eat your broccoli because it's going to be a great source of iron, which is going to keep you energized. Eat your broccoli because it's really good for your gut. So really introducing these concepts from a very young age. We also think that it's important to stay hydrated. So unfortunately, nowadays, kids are much more likely to eat to drink fizzy drinks um, and highly sweetened squashes. And actually, really, we're just about trying to bring it back and encourage them to drink water or flavoured water if that's possible for them. Trying to get five a day in, so where possible, um, using frozen fruits and vegetables is a great way to incorporate yeah. more um, more fruits and veg, especially for people on a budget. We do try and suggest to limit sweets, crisps and chocolates, but this isn't to say to cut them out completely. But for kids, you know, you shouldn't necessarily highlight the fact that that's a treat because I think once you start to do that, it becomes something that you shouldn't really have, but you'll have it every now and again. And actually, that's not very good. And then all of a sudden, when they get older, they might be more likely to go off the rails and, you know, yeah. eat way more of these foods. Um, and also just incorporating things like beans and pulses from a young age. Nowadays, people tend to think of those food as more adult foods. But actually, if you bring them into a child's diet from a young age, they're going to be much more likely to consume them later on in life and much more less likely to be fearful of these foods. You know, kids can often get scared of foods. And I think it's when they're not exposed to them or when they have sort of negative connotations attached to them. So, you know, a healthy, balanced diet is going to look different to everyone. But those are the fundamentals that we try and encourage children to base their diets off. Yeah, I think I think that's that's really it, it. Kind of it kind of sounds simple, but uh, as I was just talking on a, another podcast, we as humans we tend to overcomplicate things, mm. and all of it, all of all of the kind of healthy, balanced diet that we've just talked about is there in the supermarket, right? But we we tend to kind of glaze over it, and as consumers, we tend to kind of gravitate towards the the fancy, nice packaging, the processed stuff that says mm. it healthy or it's good for you and all the rest of it and actually we just simplify and get the raw ingredients mm. we can actually make ourselves a much more balanced diet without necessarily you know thinking about it you know that the point you made there uh, around kind of rainbow kind of colors that's really basic and that's really simple and if you just apply that to all of your meals you'll be getting a nice balanced diet so so I think it's just, a, for me, it's a case of kind of dialing it back and simplifying it. Yeah, and it's definitely, and that's where, that's why education is so much at the heart of what we do at the Yogurt and Juice Network, because, yeah, we, you know, we all know that we should have a healthy, balanced diet. But yeah. like Jenna said, you know, what is that? And more more importantly, how do we translate that into our lives? Because like you said, often, you know, sometimes the way that things are marketed we think that it should come out of a packet, but actually it's just it's just the foods that are there naturally that have always been there for years and years in the supermarkets that are the ones that are going to maybe give us more than what a lot of the kind of new healthy marketed foods can have. I mean, they all have their place, but I think it's just like you said, bringing it back to basics, but showing people how they can do that in their lifestyles. And just to add on from that, it is, like you say, it's about making it fun. And if we go back to the idea of eating a rainbow, even encouraging kids to tick off the colours that they're eating on a chart. So, for example, if they've eaten broccoli, red cabbage, carrots, um, 
and an aubergine, for example, they can they can tick all those different colors off on their charts. And actually, it makes it much more fun, much more interactive. And they can start to build up over the over the course of a few weeks, a wide range of variety in their diet. And they can see how exciting this is, how beneficial it is. And you know what kids are like, they love a challenge, they love to get involved, and they love to try and beat what they did last week. So just bringing that fun and engaging element into it as well is really, really important. Yeah, definitely. I think the whole kind of making it a game is is really, really key because, like you say, kids, particularly I found, you know, from the ages of like six to nine, they're, they're so really inquisitive and, and they, they love being able, they love to be challenged and they love kind of getting a result at the end of it. And, and making it a game, yeah, is a really cool way of, of, of achieving that. And, and But the, the other thing as well is that, you know, not all kids are going to like all types of different rainbow type flus. But from my perspective, at least they just if they just try it once, at least they're then aware of that food and what it tastes like. And unconsciously, that will kind of sink in. And, and later on, as they grow older, they, they might go back towards some of these foods. Yeah, definitely. And I think the research says that actually it takes between 15 to 20 exposures to that certain food before a child can you know, make up their mind whether they like it or they they don't like it so much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about exposure to the different foods and then that repeated exposure and I know that can sometimes with someone who's maybe got a child that's a fussy eater that can sometimes be really hard and it can be really frustrating and and yeah hard work but it's just about persevering and especially with the exposure to the new foods just being consistent with it definitely you might catch them on a bad day the first time that they try a new food and then the next time you might catch them on a good day so it's just about having that hope and also leading by example if they see you eating these foods, they're much more likely to want to engage because kids want to be like adults, don't they? Mm. They want to yeah. feel grown up. And so sometimes eating these, if you eat these foods, that can also really have a big effect on helping encourage them to eat them too. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And I've got an example of that, funnily enough. I used to eat quite a lot of rice cakes and almond nut butter. Mm. And that, so if you was to give a child, you know, he was seven at the time, Finley was, uh, you know, a rice cake with nut butter on it probably turned his nose up. But he can he saw me eating it consistently, and one one day he just turned around and said, "Dad, can I try that?" I said, "Yeah, sure." And it, he now mm-hmm. has it in his box for his lunch. Amazing. You know, yeah, and so that's, that's, that's just a prime example exactly of what we were just saying. So that's yeah, great. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So obviously, with with parents as well, the other the other point I wanted to kind of get your opinion on is that you know when you you have a child and you're a parent you then seem to to as parents you assume that you know everything but parents don't know everything and I think to come back to your earlier point around education it's it's so so key because parents are very busy they're very stressed out they've got to juggle house career children all the rest of it and they don't necessarily know what to eat or what a good diet is and they don't necessarily have the time to kind of work all of that out. Mm. So what are some of the ways that you guys have, have helped and, and worked with parents to kind of help them, you know, simplify it really? So there's a few ways. One of the things that we do when we go into schools is we tend to do a summary document and we get the teachers to send that out to the parents. So they know exactly what their kids have learned in that classroom that day. They've also got the recipe that we've made so they can really start to encourage the kids to take what they've learned in the classroom home with them. So that's the first way. Um, The other thing that we are looking to do is, because we're looking to take it online and we're looking to reach out to more parents. So that's going to be a much easier way to show parents, you know, we don't expect you to sift through the whole internet to find out what's right and what's wrong. We're here for you. We're going to tell you what, you know, what's ideal and give you some ideas. We're not going to tell you exactly what you have to do, but we're going to give you some ideas of how you can implement healthier eating into your your diet and also your your child's diet and also we also have um, a health hub on our website where we talk about different topics um, and provide some ideas and some practical take-home tips for how they can get the kids involved depending on the topic Um, but one thing really is that the parents should never feel guilty for not knowing you know you it's not your fault if you don't know and I think often you know, you're right, there is so much pressure on parents to try and be the best that they possibly can and juggle everything that's going on. If they can just implement one or two things to try and improve their health and their child's health, where a week, a month, whatever it is, 
that's better than not doing anything. So they shouldn't feel like they have to try and tackle everything at once because it's just impossible. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it's it, like the, the key thing that you said there is about doing a little bit, but being consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe just changing one meal a week or just introducing another, one new vegetable a week. I think if you look at it like that, it's completely doable. Uh, and, and despite how busy you are, you can still integrate some of that into into your daily routines. Yeah, so, and I think, sorry, just to add on to that, if you do break it down, then it suddenly, you know, because for some people it can feel so, they can feel so overwhelmed that this is a massive task that they've got to take on. But actually, if you do break it down and make it into, you know, more smaller changes, they're actually often more sustainable changes. Um, And also, sorry, just to add on to also what we can do with parents. So we offer parent workshops also that we can hold after school. Um, So this is sometimes we've done it just with the parents. Sometimes we've done it with parents and children. So this is just another way that we can ensure that some of these messages are also, you know, trickled through to the child's home life as well. And like you said, you know, some parents you know they're so busy that it's just another thing on the list that they need to do so again we're there to support them from you know when they come to pick up their children from school that they have the option to come into this session where we will educate them as well so that's another way that we get the parents on board yeah I think that's that's hugely valuable yeah hugely valuable just having someone there with all the knowledge that they can kind of um, you know share with you that you can take away and, and action it so yeah, I think that's massively valuable. So if we're, if we're talking about um, kind of the, the diets and, and, you know, the start of the day, beginning of the day is very key for, for nutrition and getting your, your right nutrition in to, to set you up for the day. You know, the, the kind of default um, response for, for breakfast and stuff like that in the morning is cereals, which I've got massive aversion to for sugar based because of sugar content and then you've got toast and all the rest of it so but in your opinion what is the what is some of the things that you can use to start the kids day with from a healthy breakfast perspective yeah so this is an excellent excellent topic to talk about because when children you know they're going to school they're going to be there for you know quite a majority of their day they're going to be learning they're going to be they need to use their brains you know and some older children will have exams and you know breakfast is really really important for them so i think um just carrying on from what you said about cereals so cereal again often is you know if you think about a child's breakfast we'll often automatically think about a bowl of cereal but i think Part of this is down to the way that children's cereals are marketed. You know, that it's the the unhealthy, you know, not saying that all cereal is unhealthy, but it tends to be the cereals that are more processed, higher in sugar, that have, you know, these characters that children, you know, they're children, they're going to be attracted to a character or an animation. And it just seems, you know, quite backwards that actually the, the cereals that have the most marketing and money and funding behind them are actually the ones that, you know, aren't that good for their health. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of one of the ways. And also the ways in supermarkets where where the cereals are placed is, you know, it's all done very cleverly and it will be, at, you know, the, the children's eye level of those cereals that they want yeah. to try and buy. So it's, again, just kind of being aware of this and maybe as a parent being aware that we – you know, and the children as well, that it's not your fault if you're necessarily drawn to these things, because that's the way that the marketing and the supermarket placement, that's what they want you to do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then maybe we'll come on to something at the end. Um, this Bite Back campaign, which is kind okay. of linking in. So this is something that actually Jamie Oliver, um, it's an initiative that Jamie Oliver is involved with. So, yeah, we'll, we'll mention it at the end, but that's also around food marketing and how we're, we're trying to kind of take a, a bit of control back from that. Um, so just kind of going back to the breakfast, so healthier suggestions. So um, porridge or overnight oats, you know, anything that uses oats is um, a really good idea for children's breakfast. So, um the good, the good thing about oats is that they're really versatile. So, for example, maybe in the winter months, people, the children might want to, you know, sit down with a breakfast, maybe a bit more warming. So for, for those months, then a porridge, <clears throat> excuse me, 
would be a good option but it's also about combining food groups so this is for both adults and children that when we combine the different food groups so for example we've got the oats which is our source of carbohydrate it's also important to get a source of protein and some healthy fats into that meal because this will sustain the child's energy and for the parent while they're at work it will ensure that they have a more kind of slow release energy that is sustained throughout that morning so that they can concentrate so that they can learn and kind of be in the best state of mind that they can be in um, yeah. so an example might be with your porridge or your overnight oats to stir in you know some nuts or some nut butter um, which is really important and also um, it's it's good for children to be exposed to nuts unless they have a diagnosed allergy um, because research has actually shown that the longer they go without nuts they may be actually at higher risk of um, developing an allergy to that okay so yeah so and also nuts I know we can't in most schools have them in school but that's why to get them in at breakfast is a really good idea because a lot of our schools are allergy are nut free because of allergies um but they are a really good source of these proteins and fats that we're talking about and some yeah. other ideas just on top of the um sort of oat based um breakfast things like banana pancakes where you combine a banana with two eggs and then cook them you mash it up the banana and then you mix the eggs in mix it all together you can put some cinnamon in there as well and then you cook them like a pancake. So that's a really great way for the children to eat something that's actually really healthy, but makes them feel like they're having a bit of pancakes for breakfast. Um, Something like egg muffins. So for example, you whisk up a load of eggs, you chop up some onions, some peppers, some spinach, you can mix up the the, um, vegetables, throw in some cheese, um, and then whisk it all up with some salt and pepper and pour them into muffin moulds and then cook them in the oven for about eight to 10 minutes at 180 degrees. And that's a really good, quick, easy breakfast that you will, if you make a batch at the beginning of the week, you can have throughout the week. It doesn't matter if the kids are running super late because they didn't get out of bed. You know, you've got that and they can just take it with them out the door and eat it in the, on their way to school. Um, Weetabix is actually another really good option. It's really high in fiber. So again, really good to support their gut health and B vitamins as well to help sustain with energy. Um, if you can mix some seeds in with that as well, just for some healthy fats and omega-3, yeah, would be a good option. But again, it's about getting creative and parents might tend to think cereal, oh, because that's all they might have ever known or that's what's easy and that's what's quick. But once you start experimenting with different foods, And, you know, we suggest why not experiment with these in the holidays when you might have a bit more time? It's probably not the best idea to start experimenting with these on a busy school day where you don't have any time. So make it enjoyable, make it fun, get the kids involved, get their input as well. Yeah, definitely. I I think the the two things that you mentioned there is is being creative. Um, And it's a challenge. I know as, as a dad, you know, trying to find different alternatives and I'm constantly scouring the internet for, for for stuff that I can give the kids that are different that's different that's not the kind of the standard ingrained thing that we were brought up which was cereal um, and the other thing that you make make a very good point there is is experimenting on the weekend you know don't face overwhelm in the week that you must all of a sudden break out all your muffin trays and all the rest of it and then do it you know when you've got to be out the door in five minutes do it at the weekend you know, and, and, and batch cooking is a great way of doing that. Mm-hmm. Batch cook it all at the weekend when you've got time. You can get the kids involved. It can be fun. And then in the week, you're just grabbing it out of the fridge or wherever and, and, and you're getting that nutrition. So I think that's really valuable. Yeah, and definitely if you do get the kids involved, they're much more likely to want to eat it because it's something that they've made, that they've created. So therefore, that's another way to help them ensure that they do actually end up eating it at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I I think the other thing about getting the kids involved is that they then get to understand the process and they they start to understand the little ingredients you put in and what they do and how that can impact, you know, your health, your nutrition and all the rest of it and and where it gets to get gets used in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, I think that's that's great. Getting them involved is comes back to that whole kind of game game type scenario that we talked about earlier. one of the areas that I do struggle with as a dad, though, is the kids' packed lunches. Now, I'm a little bit averse to letting them have, 
school meals because not all of the schools have yet adopted a, 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 what I think is a is a healthy kind of meal strategy. So have you got any kind of kind of principles around packed lunches? I know we we're talking about macronutrients earlier, but have you got kind of any system around that or recommendations around packed lunches? Yeah, we do have a few. And just to go back to your comment about some of the school meals, you're absolutely right. Some of the schools that we go into, we do see what they have for lunch and we definitely think that there could be some improvements made on that. On that. Yeah. But just to caveat this, you know, if a parent does give their child school school meals, then they shouldn't feel bad about that either. Right. They're doing what they can. But in answer yeah. to your question, so to make life easier and if they're making sandwiches, we'd say just switch the, the bread to wholemeal bread. It's a super simple, easy switch um, that just makes it a little bit healthier. Make wraps into pinwheels. So, for example, if you make a wrap, like a normal wrap, and then you chop it up into tiny rounds, you're making it a bit uh, so they're bite-sized. It's a bit more enjoyable for the children to eat, a bit more exciting. Um, call them pinwheel wraps. And, again, that makes it just that touch more exciting. Um, try and get a lunchbox with lots of little tiny compartments because I know personally when I was a, when I was a child, I loved anything that was in – compartments and I had to open little boxes to get into you know all those things makes it that little bit more engaging so try and ensure that your lunches are a bit more um tapas style um get creative so if you are giving them vegetable sticks for example why not get a um like a fancy little peeler that makes them into little shapes so they're very inexpensive but they make vegetables a little bit more exciting go for fruit rather than chocolate um, super simple but actually if you just start showing your child that fruit is what you have in your your, your pack lunch you know they don't start to question it swap some of the crisps for vegetable crisps so there are some really good brands out there things like emily crisps which i don't know if you've come across um yeah. but they do really good vegetable crisps so your child still feels like they're eating a bag of crisps but they're that little bit healthier um again just great and they're not they're not more expensive than regular crisps either which is really great um it doesn't always have to be a sandwich so try and have a think about some pasta nowadays you can buy red lentil pasta green pea pasta and some people will say oh my kid won't eat that so absolutely fine if they won't eat that what we what we do suggest is try and mix a little bit of that into their regular pasta to introduce it to them um and in the sauce, add in a load of vegetables. You don't necessarily have to hide it in the sauce, but you can add in chunks of vegetables within the sauce. Some rice salads as well. So if you have a base of rice or you mix white rice with brown rice, that would be a good option. And then add some vegetables, some sweet corn, some tuna into that. That's an option as well. Um, so just really get creative and provide them with a wide range of different foods. Don't give, Try not to give them the same thing every day. Um, and also just to add to that, so if you are going to experiment with any new recipes or, you know, a recipe for like an oat bar or something, if you can maybe on the weekend make one of those recipes or make part of that with your child that they can then put in their lunchbox, that's kind of another way that, you know, they'll be proud to show all their friends that yeah. they've made this recipe at home. And they're also much more likely to actually eat what's in their lunchbox, because I think we've noticed that a lot of children and their parents probably notice this as well, that they give their child this meal and then they come home with half of it. So I think in terms of actually getting children to eat their lunch, if they've been involved with that cooking process, then they're a lot more willing and and kind of open to eating it as well. Yeah, I agree. Definitely around them being involved in it. And funny Mm. enough, a few weekends ago, we actually made some what I call healthy cookies. uh, And my youngest then now wants to make them for his teachers at school and now he wants to get involved and make it so yeah I think getting them involved gets them bought into it doesn't it yeah and it just comes back to you know the kids wanting to know why they don't want to just be told they're not you know they're not stupid they're very intelligent and if you can you know break it down and and give them the reasons why they're much more to you know inclined to buy into it Mm -hmm. exactly you're almost like selling it to them in a way so Think about it, if you go into a shop and a shopkeeper really engages you with the product and really gets you on board and encourages you and lets you try it out, for example, before you have to um, purchase it, you're much more likely to purchase it than if you just go into a shop and someone says to you, here, buy this because it will enhance your life. So I think that's a really good way of of thinking about it. Actually, you're you're trying to sell 
a healthy lifestyle to your children by getting them involved and by giving them the best experience and a, a wide variety of ideas. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the other point I just want to pull out as well, in, and that is all of the stuff that you've mentioned around, you know, the the the, the packed lunches. It, it, if when you look at it, it is all very basic, isn't it? But it's just adding that creative element to it um, and just making it a little bit more fun. So, for example, like the wraps, chopping them up and putting cocktail sticks through them, it does make it cool. You're more, the kids are more inclined to eat it, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And that's something that at the Yogurt and Juice Network we're really passionate about. We don't think that it all has to be fancy and spend loads of time and loads of money in order to be healthy. It really is about the simple things. And, and like you say, just, just being creative. And once you've done it once, you know, there's you can – do it again rinse and repeat but obviously not every day yeah absolutely so when we come on to like evening meals uh, and things like that 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 can be another challenge as well um from the perspective of you know you've just come in from work you're trying to find something in the cupboard or in the fridge to um to make that's healthy and often you know because of time constraints um, you obviously grab stuff that's processed or grab something off the supermarket that can be cooked in 20 minutes. What what suggestions have you got around uh, evening meals for the family uh, and obviously making sure you're getting all your nutrients in? Yeah, so this is also a really good question. And I think that also parents, you know, they try and put a lot of pressure on themselves that, oh, my child has to have this, you know, really good meal. And often, yeah, we can make really good meals, but they are so much easier and just off the back of everything that we spoke about already that we can make really healthy and wholesome meals out of you know leftover vegetables that you might have in your fridge and a few things that you keep in your you know your pantry or your cupboard so um just a few ideas so maybe um like a, a fish pie that you could make so using whatever fish that that you like you can get like a you can get frozen fr- um fish pie mixes with a mix of f- a few different fish um and you can make that with instead of using just mash uh, like a white potato mash you can mix it up and add a bit more color into it so for example mashing a bit of sweet potato or mixing some sweet potato in with the um white potato or also you know vegetables like butternut squash or some swede you know just mixing it up a bit and getting a bit more fiber a bit more nutrients in that way um like we said before so there's um pastas that are now available from most supermarkets that are green pea pasta and red lentil pasta so firstly they are green and they are red um which will engage children i think a lot more so there's pasta that you know you can get in different shapes but now we can get pasta in different colors um they might also be quite engaged with that and you know looking at if the color changes while it's cooking but that's a really quick meal because you literally i think they take about eight minutes to boil and then while that's boiling if you you know like i said whatever vegetables that you have in your fridge you can just chop them up add them to a um to a saucepan just cook them a little bit add the pasta in and if you do have any so just looking for a source of protein so if you've got you know chickpeas in the cupboard or any beans in the cupboard you can add them to it as well um or if you know if you're a family that batch cooks say a chicken or some fish um on the weekend again that you can just pull a bit of that out and add it to that and that becomes a really balanced and wholesome meal that probably took about 10 or 15 minutes to make so that's a really good one um also so you know what we might see on a lot of kids menus which is one thing that's a bugbear of ours that you know why should kids have a separate menu you know if you go into a restaurant that's just chips and hot dogs and chicken nuggets um it's kind of like the opposite to what it should be but actually if we're thinking about how we can maybe make these things healthier um another a way of doing that would be to get some chicken breast or some turkey or you can even do it with you know white fish and instead of using um a breadcrumb you could ground up some oats or use oat flakes um and cut them in that or you know you can also if um children don't have nut allergies you can also use ground almond um which is really good you know I actually do that quite a lot and you can put some pepper and some paprika and some spice whatever spices you want in there just to kind of give it a bit of flavor and use that to coat 
the chicken or the turkey or whatever you're using um, and that you can get the kids involved in so you know if they want to get really involved they can bread the chicken for you so that's also um quite a good one also another one so um pizzas again it's often something that you know is seen as maybe more unhealthy but actually you can make a really kind of healthy balanced meal if for example you use a wholemeal pita bread or a wholemeal wrap um just make that into a pizza by putting some tomato puree or passata on add some cheese in there to get the protein you know you could add any meats or fish anything that you want to add on there and then put some veg and then just put that under the grill for you know five to ten minutes so that's a really good idea as well yeah, I think the, the whole meal, the whole meal pizza bread, the pizza that that's something not I'd not considered before. That's a that's a really um, clever way of um, I a getting them involved. B obviously making it quite quick, mm. and then obviously you know getting to, some nice balanced nutrition in there as well. Yeah, and you can also decorate them. So you know, make yeah. the vegetables into like little faces. You're making like pitta people. So you know, you can get creative with it. Um, and that it's just really good because it's really easy and it's 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 a balanced meal as well. And actually, yeah. just just to add on to that, kids are almost often more creative than adults. So yes. get them to do the creative bits for you. Challenge them. Ask them what can we, how can we change it this week? What what meals can we make this week that's more exciting? And actually, sometimes their ideas might be better than our own. So really challenging them encourages them to do the creative work for us. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They are way more creative than, than, than we give them credit for. And, mm-hmm. and by getting involved, they definitely will come up with other cool ways and ideas of, of, uh, of what to put on, on the food and stuff like that. Um, so in terms of, um, hydration, I know we, we've, we've touched on it previously around how important hydration is. Um, I'm a big advocate of, of filtered water. Um, I think that, you know, another area which is, maybe a little bit off topic and that is water in schools um is not necessarily the best kind of quality of water but you know if 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 if, well not just kids but if we're dehydrated by about 10 to 20 percent we lose about 50 percent of our concentration Mm. so where do you stand on the whole hydration front and what kind of ways and methods have you got in order to kind of make sure that we're hydrated throughout the day so a few things that we can do firstly um, buy your child a nice water bottle so something that encourages them to drink firstly try and avoid starting them off with squash so if you've already done that that's absolutely fine we link we can encourage a, a switch but it's much easier if you start off by giving them water and if the kid says oh I don't like water I'm not going to drink anything then infuse that water with fruit or herbs or mint um and get them each week to pick what they want to infuse their water with this week. So again, you're getting them involved. They're making the decision. Um, and what we would say, the other thing that you could do is add a drop of apple juice or orange juice into a bottle of water rather than squash. So you're giving it some flavor, but you're not necessarily giving them a whole load of squash, which is artificially sweetened. Um, milk is another really good way to help with hydration. Um but the thing that we would say with this is try and avoid those really high sugar flavored milk. So if you if you do want to use milk, then either use just just regular milk or you get um, a liter of milk and blend it up with a date and some vanilla. So you have got some sweetness in there, but it's really not too much. It's not overpowering, but it gives it a little bit of a different flavor. So there are a few things that we would say around getting kids hydrated. Um, and like you say about the water, the um, filtered water not everyone can invest in a filtered water system in their home so the Brita filter jugs are really good so we definitely recommend that as well and also using water charts as well so getting them involved yeah they can tick off how many glasses of water or how many times they filled up their bottle that day um that's another another good way to make it into a game but just to say on on this topic I think some times people take it to the extreme and they think that oh the more the better actually there is a limit really of how much water you should be consuming so we'd say kind of don't go over that like 1.5 to 2 liters of water a day um, for adults and really for kids around like 1.5 liters um obviously exercise is going to come into play so you might need a little bit more but 
it's not about trying to drink four or five liters a day which unfortunately we do actually hear on a regular basis of people trying to do yeah i i t- totally agree you can definitely overhydrate and and the ramifications of that actually is then that the the sugars and salts that are in your body actually are then obviously passed through and you don't get the benefits of that so i think that's yeah that's a really uh, really key point to make um I actually hadn't considered putting a date or, or vanilla into into milk and, and uh, blend that up, but that's a really good really good idea which we can try. I think the infused water side of things is a really clever way and yeah. a really healthy way of getting some flavour into water because I don't know about you guys, but I know as a kid, you know, when I was used to say to my parents that I'm thirsty, and they said, just drink water. And actually sometimes after a while, water does get a little bit boring. Yeah. So having something, some infused water actually, yeah, really really helps and also even for adults like the vessel that you're drinking from if you switch that up every now and then so I actually sometimes find it easier to drink from a bottle which is transparent that I can see how much I'm drinking rather than you know like a flask bottle which I do use sometimes but actually just switching it up because that can have a massive massive impact on the amount that we drink as well so just taking that as into consideration would be a good idea yeah definitely Definitely. So um, to sum up then, what are the five key actions that we could, um, that the listeners could take away from today to help, you know, with the kids, fitness, uh, not necessarily fitness, but nutrition? Yeah. Okay. So we've got kind of a few things. So first one, and, you know, we've already spoken about this quite a lot today, but get the children involved as much as possible. So, you know, even if it's just a small job to maybe put the, um say if you're peeling carrots or you're peeling potatoes then you know even for them to just clear up or take away the bits that you've peeled you know it doesn't always have to be with the cooking but just give them any jobs to get them involved is a really good idea um or seven so if you can set good examples as much as possible then that's that's really helpful yeah um the third one would be to try and introduce something new every week so this could be a fruit it could be a vegetable it could be a new type of protein source it could be you know anything um but this helps um also create dietary diversity which is really really important for you know our whole health in terms of getting in different types of nutrients but also for our gut health as well so for adults and children dietary diversity is really key so trying to introduce something new every week Okay. Um, and then the last two kind of focus more on movement. So um, just getting children to move in different ways. So it doesn't always have to be, oh, let's go and run around outside. It might be, let's go into the forest and do, you know, take a chart with you that you can either probably get online or one that you make. Like, let's see if we can find this type of leaf. Let's see if we can find this. So it's, you know, and they'll be walking a lot and they'll be learning as well. So trying to find new ways of getting children active. Um, And finally, again, kind of on the same line, just to try and take family outdoors. So there has been quite a lot of research, more so with adults, but showing that spending time outside and you know in forests can actually help reduce some of our stress hormones in our body so that you know if parents are very stressed um then spending time outdoors can help with that um and also that will increase the child's movement at the same time so yeah spending more time outdoors where possible yeah i I think that just you know all of the stuff that you've mentioned is is very very basic and like i said previously you know as a, as adults we like to overcomplicate things yeah but being aware of all of those those five points really and just incorporating them you know it, it's not a massive thing it just it's just having that awareness and that consciousness and just you know actively putting them into your to your lives your, your week your weekend or whatever um and it can can have a really uh, positive effect really yeah so before we wrap up then, um, what didn't I ask you that you feel I should have asked you which would benefit the listeners? Um, to be honest, I think we've covered quite a lot of ground here. Just one of the yeah. things that we think that would be really beneficial for um, some of the parents to do is to go onto YouTube and look at Jamie Oliver's new campaign, which is Bite Back 2030. Okay. And it just shows the power of marketing and how that can really affect 
children and teenagers food choices as well. And it's such a powerful video. So we really encourage people to go and have a look at that. Um, but other than that, I think one of just the, another key thing for your listeners to remember is no one's perfect. No one's no. put it down 100%. So they can just do what they can do. And that's the most important thing. As long as they're making, you know, one positive change, that's that's if that if we can implement or we can encourage people to make one positive change that's really we've done our job um it's not about being perfect perfection doesn't exist just take the pressure off have fun with it and enjoy healthy eating enjoy spending time with the children and you know less time with them sitting on their phones and in front of screens and stuff because nowadays there's so much of that so really getting creative and cooking in the kitchen is a way as well to help reduce that and minimize that so just take the time off, have fun, and um, go for it. And you can't really go wrong, to be honest. That's the other thing. No, I agree. I agree with all of that. I think, um, yeah, keep it keep it simple, and um, yeah, just just start start doing stuff, and and don't make it this big deal. Um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time uh, today, ladies. Um, where can and how can people? reach out to you connect with you what kind of websites uh, courses and, and platforms are you on so we our website is um the yogurt and juice network.com where we've got our health hub recipes a little bit more information on our services so if anyone thinks that they'd like us to come into their child's school then they can definitely connect through us um connect with us through there we are on on, on instagram at um, at, at the yogurt and juice underscore network um, and our email is hello at the yogurt and juice network.com as well. So if anyone has got any questions or they want to connect or get involved, um, then definitely please do get in touch. Perfect. Well, once again, thanks very much uh, for your time today, ladies. And um, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing your progress and seeing you pop up in some more schools and uh, hopefully speaking to you again in the future. Absolutely. Thanks, Darren. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. Bye.